0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening
1: to the Life Beats podcast.
0: Life Beats with Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95.
1: Assalamu alaikum, hello, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, in the bid to keep their kids safe online, some parents, like sporting superstar Alex Rodriguez, are taking matters into their own hands and creating a burner account to follow their kids. But is this the right strategy? Today we are talking how to arm our kids... With the right tools to be empowered online with Barry Lee Cummings, Chief Awareness Officer at Beat the Cyber Bully, as well as psychologist Malik Camel of Thrive Wellbeing Center. You can get in touch with the show on the text lines on 4215. And you can also, of course, DM us at Pulse 95 Radio on Instagram. So much to come here, join the conversation on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
0: Sally Musa only on Pulse 95.
1: Today's kids, teens and tweens have no boundaries between the real world and the online world. Connected devices, social platforms, apps and sites, not to mention artificial intelligence, they're deeply integrated into their world and all of this is posing new challenges for us parents as we struggle to understand the impact and the dangers of technology on our kids. The online world develops so fast that regulations protecting kids can't keep up, but where does that leave our children's privacy and safety? Now, what we do know is that all of this is inevitable and today we are opening up the discussion to find out how best to empower our kids to navigate the online world in a healthy way, to get us started. It's great to welcome back Barry Lee Cummings, Chief Awareness Officer at Beat the Cyberbully, and psychologist Malik Kamel of Thrive Wellbeing Centre. Welcome to you both. Thank, Thank you
2: for you.
1: having us. So good to have you. Now, uh, Barry and Malik, we, uh, starting, we're starting another school year right now. And uh, as parents, uh, we are once again trying to figure out the changes that are taking place in the online world and how we keep track of what our kids are up to and what kind of an impact it's having on them and so i want to kind of start from your experience i'll start with you uh malik when we talk about teens and tweens what kind of challenges is the online world presenting them and what about us as parents as well
2: i think one of the things we're
1: seeing a lot
2: of teens and tweens talk about is um, finding their place in uh, the social circle Mm. So. We hear a lot of kids talking about, you know, social anxiety, uh, questioning who am I and what is my place and what is my role amongst my peer group, um, you know, within my culture and society. And so when we take a look at how that might apply in the virtual world, um, it definitely opens up a big question of discussion in terms of, you know, um, obviously safety and security, but how we prepare um, these teens and tweens to feel comfortable with their identity, but also um, safe out there as they navigate that virtual world, for mm, sure. Mm, yeah.
1: Mm, mm, Barry?
3: Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, we're hearing a lot about them spending so much time in this world, and that's uh, something that we've talked about uh, at length, this is this is their world, and unfortunately, or fortunately for us, we have to, as mum and dad, as caregivers, aunties, uncles, and so forth, we need to get up to speed with how it works and what's going on so that we can be there to to help guide them still uh, i firmly believe that mum and dad uh, can still be the best filter out there but it's very hard to be that filter with uh, a lack of information and so i think we, we're looking at this school year as a way of um, really opening the communication channels fully so that we as mum and dad can learn from them and then we can impart some knowledge to them as well because they get the technology as soon as it comes out the new apps they've got it they're utilizing it but they don't necessarily understand the repercussions of some of their actions on there and that's where mom and dad come in to say okay well we have a little bit of experience of life um, and so if we can understand a bit more about your world then maybe we can come together and start having a safer internet experience
1: because you do hear about parents uh, saying oh you know i'm taking away the ipads i'm taking away the devices but actually that's not really the best strategy is it
3: not in my opinion, no. There's, uh, there's, ways that, there's other ways of doing it. And I think for a lot of young people now, especially at that sort of tween and teenage years, is that they've been using this technology for so long that they are um, effectively addicted to this. And so removing it out of the equation can they have... They
1: were born into it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And they've been utilizing it now, probably six, seven, eight or 13 years mm. um, of, of ongoing use of these devices um, to come in and say, right, no more iPad for a week. It's. It is effectively taking their life away, and and some parents don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. Their world is around these, so we have to be able to get into their world, so that we can start to help them navigate. And, and as you said, mother, to have the the difference between right and wrong still there, and and understand when danger is potentially representing itself to them because at this point in their lives they don't care there's no there isn't any danger it's all good there's things happening i'm using this i'm on the app there isn't any negative potential that's happening but obviously there is
1: mm-hmm. we're accepting that this is inevitable this is a part of our lives as well as their social media the online world it is here to stay uh, it is making our lives better but there are so many challenges i want you both. To take a listen to this clip that I'm about to play you, this is uh, from an interview uh, with Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, um, one of the world's most famous entrepreneurs and, and somebody who is very much pro-social media and also pro-parents getting out of the way of their kids. Let's take a listen.
0: For everybody who's demonizing technology, I have bad news. It never goes backwards. I'm afraid of that. What are we doing to our young people? No, no, stop over. We're not doing jack shit. This is what's happening. There's no we are doing. This is the reality of human evolution. For all the parents that are limiting the time their kids have on the iPad, what world do you think they're going to be living in?
1: What are you going to do when your daughter is 14 and she's locked in her room, desperate to make selfies and videos that people care about, and when she walks out of room and says, No one likes me in this world? I'm going to say, You're step up your
0: f- f- game. <laughs> Social media has been the punching bag, current punching bag, of parents who don't want to take accountability for the fact that they did not raise their kids with enough self esteem to mm-hmm. be able to navigate in today's world. I'm going to say to her if you're not making stuff that people want to watch, they're not going to watch, darling. That's what I'm going to say. Because that's the truth. So parents love Mm -hmm. to blame social media and they love to blame other kids but they're not paying attention when they snap at their daughter when they're 11 and they're eating a cupcake and they're reinforcing to their daughter that that mother has judgment on that girl's body type. There is no, this is what we have to do. There's no difference between her laying in her room in 1984, three-way phone calls so she could sit there and do it. Nothing's changed, it just gets accelerated and what happens is we get scared because we get old.
1: This is what's going to happen, period. This is what's going to happen, period. I want to get your opinion on this. There's a lot to unpack in that. Uh, Malek, your thoughts on what you just heard? Well, um, I I have to
2: try, I guess, to uh, try to hear the message that he is uh, sending uh, (laughs) behind the uh, tone, Mm. I guess. And uh, there is this idea of we do need to prepare our children to be able to navigate this world. Uh, One of the things that I keep thinking about is, you know, what we had mentioned earlier, You know, if something goes awry online with our children, should we be telling them you're not allowed to to be on that world, I'm going to take that iPad away, I'm going to, in a way, kind of ground you by keeping you, you know, a while back, uh, for us, we'd be grounded in our room and not allowed to go outside or play in the playground. Um, We have to be careful uh, not to be doing too much of that. Uh, We have to prepare kind of our kids to be able to know how to assess You know, the the different levels of danger when something is uncomfortable, um, who to speak to, what to do. Um, I think it's I I hear what he's saying, but at the same time, I think the approach and the tone is uh, might be a little too uh, (laughs) aggressive and taking away some of parents' ability to uh, rights and authorities. Mm -hmm, mm,
1: mm, Anyway, Barry.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee and how he, he motivates people to do something, which is, is fantastic. And I agree with some of his points there that it is inevitable. But I also think there does have to be an element of uh, balance you mm-hmm. know, with everything that there, there is balance. And some people disagree and say, no, successful people are all in and go, you know, whatever it takes kind of thing. But when it comes to our children, and and whilst he has points about, you know, she would have to up her game to create content that somebody wanted to see, otherwise people are not going to watch, that's true. But I think that the way that it's communicated is is gotta be different because our children are going to use this technology. We need to prepare them for this technology. But if we just get out of their way and give them free reign, then I, I don't think that's effective parenting because we still need to make them aware of some of the pitfalls of this technology. The mm-hmm. technology is great. It's staying. It's going to evolve and we are evolving as society. Our children are going to grow up to want to be professional YouTubers, professional gamers, etc. That's the world that we live in. But in doing that, we still need to be there to say, hang on, Yes, you can have time to play this game. You can have time on your iPad or on your smart device, but then there is also going to be time to do other things. Why? Because you need this balance, you need to get the physical activity, you need to get out, you need to do something else. And also because at the end of the day, whilst we will be preparing you for a digital world, that the way that we look at screens today will not be the same in five or ten years. You know, we already have the technology where the screens will be embedded or they will be on glass, and so we won't have that reflective issue that's causing problems with sleep and the blue light and all of these kind of things that are out there. So, I mean, his statements are taken from now, but we also have to look at five, ten years down the line that they're going to be in a technology-driven world. We have to prepare them for it, but we need to put some guidelines and parameters in place to help them uh, on their journey, just like our parents did for us, but in a different world. Uh, And that's where the adaptation has to come from us.
1: We're going to come back in just a moment uh, and talk a little bit more about the impact of all of this, because uh, we're seeing kids who uh, not only spend time uh, for leisure in uh, the online world, but they're looking to it as a place where they're going to make their careers there as well. Uh, And we're also going to be talking about should you have a burner account to follow your kids? Uh, is there more to this story? There's a lot more to this story. Barry's going to school us on that uh, next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95.
1: Yeah, we're continuing the conversation here all about uh, how to navigate the online world, particularly if you're a child and if you're a parent. Um, it can just pose so many challenges it's really a minefield for a lot of us and i think we we have to keep coming back to um the clip that we played of gary v talking about uh how we deal with it all because you know he's he's very much um barry and you know this is somebody who uh you know you're into marketing online as well you know he he says a lot about um You know, are trying to understand TikTok, trying to understand YouTube, trying to understand that. Because a lot of our kids, they're actually now looking, if they haven't already started, they're actually looking at uh, jobs in, you know, on the internet, in the online world, in social media, So, you know, how do we kind of get ourselves to understand that but also understanding the pitfalls of being in that space?
3: Well, I think that it's very true that we now as parents have got no choice but to uh, delve into this world. And Mm. and I say this in a lot of the the, the talks that I give to parents is that I believe that right now we have no choice but to become more digitally savvy, i.e. you may have no interest in Fortnite whatsoever, you're going to have to play it you're going to have to download it and you're going to have to play it just to get an insight into their world because if you start to understand how the game works and what it does and how things in, in, in it make a difference to their life well now you can start to talk to them about it and if you as mum or dad start talking to them about Fortnite and the battles and the skins and the uh, uh, you know the leveling up and the different things they start to think oh well, hang on a minute I'm um, well, maybe we have got something to talk about. Whereas previously we're saying, well, when I was younger, we weren't allowed to do this. You And, and they're thinking, well, I don't understand. And they, they literally have no reference point to a time when you would go out when the sun came up and came back when the sun came down. Yeah, they, they down. have
1: no idea yeah. what that means. It means nothing
3: to them. Yeah, and yeah. so us constantly referring to that... They shut off and said, all right, yeah, mum and dad talking about something that I don't understand anymore. Yeah. So. And you
1: keep getting called ancient by your kids. It's like, thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks so much. Yeah, I don't feel old enough as it is, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and it is, but it's, um, we were talking just beforehand, that, you know, it, it's hard work. Yeah. And that's where I think there's a big, big problem is that it's very hard work for mum and dad to, to sort of get into that world. And then I get parents saying, well, do I really need to? Do I need to understand how the game works? So, I would suggest you play it. Because then you might get a further insight into, well, okay, now the fact that I understand the mechanics of the game, this is a very simple example. In Fortnite, you cannot pause the game. So why not let your child finish their game rather than dragging them away from mid-game, which is going to cause a whole situation in itself that you're going to have to deal with. And then deal with the potential reprimand because you heard them saying something that they weren't supposed to be saying. It's all about this this sort of the smoothest path of, of, of direction or the smoothest path that we can have. It's like well if I know that he can't pause it, okay, he's, he's at five he's got five minutes left, I'll wait five minutes and when it's finished, then he can't use that as an as an argumentative point mm. because I understand the mechanics of the game. Right now I need to talk to you about this, this and this. Yeah. And they start to see, okay, well I can't just pull the wool over mum and dad's eyes now. And also, they gave me the respect of finishing my game, so perhaps I should, you know, start to change the way I'm, or I will mirror that kind of action, and and this comes down to us being parents, and it is very difficult all the time mm-hmm. uh, with, with kids, but our actions mean so much to them, of course, they look at us and say, right, well, if they're going to give me that um, respect, I'll give some back, if they're on their phone, 24 hours a day why can't I be on my phone 24 hours a day So,
1: and that's the the thing isn't it Malik where um, we start to look like hypocrites don't we yeah. when we're actually the ones who are spending so much time on our phones on social media Absolutely. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on, on what Gary said about um, the fact that you know you have to take social media out of this and these kids are struggling with self esteem issues yeah. anyway and so the only thing that social media is going to do is just amplify that I think one of the things that we really have to kind of
2: keep track of is this idea of being completely, as we said, media literate, you know, media literacy is really important here. So we need to understand, again, the game and and, and the language and and the influence and the impact that this online and virtual world has on our identity. Mm. And I think there's this Parents are always kind of worried about this idea of, you know, what kind of persona or identity does my child have online mm. that I'm not seeing what's going on kind of in this world that I actually don't see and how is this impacting them. Um, definitely there are a lot of concerns about self-esteem issues, absolutely. Uh, we hear a lot of kids definitely being bullied online. It is a much kind of a more difficult world to put measures and rules and policies in place. I think though, I I really agree with you, Barry, that we shouldn't be kind of trying to stop them from being, you know, finishing their game or whatnot, but having a conversation with them afterwards and having a really, you know, open line of communication about how they can manage, uh, you know, when something goes awry. In that world, and how they can uh, get the support they need, stop people from speaking to, to them in a particular way, mm. and really protect themselves—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's a big issue.
1: After yeah, uh, yeah uh, after uh, half past, we uh, are going to talk even more about uh, the gaming world and yep. what's going on there because uh, there's a lot <laughs> that, mm. that is going on. Mikael is going to join the discussion as well. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of things like Instagram in terms of uh, having an account to follow your kids online. So uh, this is kind of, you know, how the topic came about. We saw that uh, people like Alex Rodriguez, what they do is uh, they have what they call a burner account. And I had to look that up. It basically means uh, that they have an account that is theirs, but it's not under their name so that they can follow certain people. In this case, he follows his daughters who, you know, as teenagers... As we know, they want nothing to do with their parents at this age. So, you know, is this a good idea? Is that a, a good strategy for a parent? Some parents are saying he's gone too far and some are saying, I would totally do that. Barry.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's and, and you're always going to get both sides of that coin, uh, I think, because it every family unit is different. And mm. is it a good idea? I think that if the dynamics of your unit mean that that's what you have to do in order to be able to... Um, Feel that you are sort of doing something positive not just spying on them to see every single thing that they're posting but just to be able to drop in and say you know what there's nothing for me to worry about i've done a good job of right raising my kids and i have to trust them a little bit and we went through this when with our parents they trust us and we break the trust and they're going to do the same thing to us so having a burner account to, tr- to drop in is potentially not such a bad idea however as we said just before we went on air we think we're being clever by having a burner account, and they're thinking, you can have all the burner accounts you want, Dad. You're not actually seeing the accounts where I do the stuff that I don't want you to see on, because you've got Finster and Brinster and Sinster wait, wait, accounts. Wait, wait,
1: wait. So. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Can you please just go yeah. through those for us?
3: So we've got fi- Finster, which is fake Instagram. So they've got a- another account, which is their fake Instagram where they, they say things that they don't necessarily want um, to people to see, or they've then got a Sinster with, and I've forgotten the complete terminology, but I think it's a shadow Instagram where they are they've maybe only got six or seven people on it. it's almost like a private WhatsApp group but on Instagram and they're not they're not using that one to have as many followers as possible but they're using it as a way to say things and share things that um, they want a specific group of people to do they've got their fake Instagram which is where they're saying and doing things where they want people to see you know this is my life look at my curated fake life kind of thing and then they've got the real Instagram which is the one that they keep completely innocent because that's the one mum and dad have managed to find <laughs> and are following so to mum and dad they say huh they're okay everything's fine on instagram le- not knowing that they've got six or seven other accounts where they're doing things that they don't want mum and dad to to see mm. and uh, so the the idea of the burner account is is a good one if you like if you if you need to feel or you need to to understand what's going on but i don't think it's necessarily an effective one because our kids are smart <laughs> they're <laughs> 10 steps ahead of us every time we think we've caught up off they go
1: are we not giving them enough uh, credit for how smart they are Melek? and uh, is this something that you see kind of eroding trust between the parent and child i i think it is i mean
2: again this kind of comes back to this idea of how many personas are we having online? How many different identities? How many different accounts? Um, I think it would be is much more helpful to have a transparent and open line of communication definitely um, I think social media contracts you know whether you actually put a contract together <laughs> with your child or have kind of like a verbal agreement and contract is important it's one of the things sometimes we sit with our clients you know be that parent and adolescent or parent and child in negotiating uh, a contract or an agreement of sorts in terms of you know hours you know of when one will be online you know, under what conditions I will be checking, you know, your account, um, agreeing on the things that can or cannot be posted. Of course, there are things that possibly we can't control and things that our children will do beyond our control. But again, we can always come back to what we had agreed on, mm. you know, and what it means when one, you know, kind of goes outside of the lines and boundaries of what we agreed was appropriate, making healthy, Making it safe, all clear. Exactly, making it all c- clear. Um, Beyond that, should one need or feel the need to to create a burner account? You know, I, I, I can't say whether that's right or wrong. But I definitely can say that we should definitely start with this open, transparent line of communication um, with
1: it our children. Be there for your kids. Communicate with them. Absolutely. Uh, Malakamel, In fact, yes. <laughs> um, <Malik-Kamil. laughs> Thrive Wellbeing Center. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Very, very much. We're going to continue the conversation with Barry next, and uh, we're also going to be welcoming into the studio uh, Mikhail Adria, our very own Pulse ninety five expert. When it Comes to gaming, he's getting ready to jump in. So much more to come right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
3: You're listening to Pulse
1: 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats
0: with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95.
1: Yes, we are joined by another guest with us in the studio. Hello, Mikhail Atiya is day. here.
4: I'm always, I always love coming to Life Beats because uh, some of the discussions I uh, get to talk about are always uh, near dear to my and, uh, to my heart.
1: <laughs> Barry Cummings is uh, here as well from Beat the Cyber Bully. Now, uh, guys, uh, we are talking about the impact of the online world, the things that are going on, and um, Barry, th- this summer we did see um, a young man, a 16-year-old, Kyle Giersdorf. Um, Becoming the first Fortnite World Champion to win three million U.S. dollars—that was Uh, big news, wasn't it? It was. And the crazy thing about it is, like, I mean, that's more than you know, Novak Djokovic makes you know when he wins a tournament. What? Well.
4: Here's the thing, uh, eSports, this is from the eSports industry and uh, now that you guys uh, kind of are getting the main, now it's gone mainstream, you guys are hearing about it, but uh, to a younger generation like us, it's uh, no surprise that the, the video game industry and the culture behind it has become so colossal and it's become its own entity and sometimes hard to you know uh, for you know people your age to so understand I beg your pardon? <laughs> No 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 I'm just saying people that like people your age It's just that like if you haven't if you haven't <laughs> been through the the, the evolution of, of the culture itself then it's hard to grasp like wait you can become a professional gamer and go into competitions and make a lot of money Well think of it like this it's kind of the sim- the, the 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 demand for an athlete to become physically fit and training and the amount of time it takes and getting sponsors same idea apply it to video gamers you know there's a lot of you know uh, uh fast making decisions there's mem- uh, muscle m- uh, memory muscle uh, mu- sorry m- muscle memory there's precision accuracy team cohesion uh, pretty much understanding the game itself and taking all of that you know, and applying it into a competition with other players and each of them have their own strategies. And uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement and hype to see, you know, someone who doesn't play games regularly to to see how like a professional really breaks apart the game for his advantage. And there's so much, uh, you know, entertainment behind that. And uh, there's that's why we have Twitch. Now it's become a, such a big uh, live streaming platform for that stuff. and What's and, Twitch? Twitch is a place for live streaming, you okay. know, but now it's become a hub for all these big competitive uh, video game competitions to take place. So you know how you watch uh, on ESPN for basketball? Mm-hmm. You go to Twitch to watch uh, the Counter-Strike or Fortnite competitions.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Barry, he makes it sound like <laughs> this very respectable sport that, you know, none of us should be worried about. What, what are your thoughts on this? I mean,
3: this? it is. This is the thing is that it is, and uh, by no stretch the imagination when I call myself a gamer but I have and I am older obviously yeah. but I've you know I've played computer games from when I was a young kid and even when this show how old I am I remember building my own game programs on BBC Micros when they were around yeah. and then have gone through the transition of consoles and Xbox and PlayStation and all of these kind of things and I can see the attraction of it and I also agree with the positive nature of what it can do the teamwork the precision all of these things that do actually work. I think that the the p- big problem that we have is exactly as you highlighted, there, is the lack of understanding in some cases of many parents, that this could be something that a young person could spend all of their time doing because we as parents don't want our children to spend all of their time playing a computer game. But this transition in transitional time in uh, society means that we are seeing young yeah. people winning $3 million dollars for uh, you know uh, being a champion of an esports competition yeah so the argument that we had maybe even you know only five or six years ago saying you know uh, my son comes to me and says I want to be a professional youtuber and me saying don't be silly think about a real job today I can't say that because it's he plausible. could say you know yeah. I could do it and and then going back to what Gary Vee was saying is that if my son happens to have some insight into awesome content or is a, a particularly gifted video game player People will actually tune into his YouTube channel to watch him playing the games to get exactly. tips and tricks and stuff. And it's an entire culture. Yes. And and it's again, it comes back on mum and dad to understand that a, it exists and it's a real thing and that we have to come to terms with the fact that maybe we we need to be a bit more accepting or lenient instead of just saying no, no video games. It's not allowed. We need to uh, foster the, the enthusiasm on that side of things and maybe give it a chance to see where it goes. Are they legitimately interested in this? Are they any good at it? And, mm-hmm. and then saying, you know what, maybe there is something here. Or are they just using it as a way to not do their homework and not go outside and not do anything else? Mm. And, of course, every child is different. But if we can understand that there is a potential there, then, again, it just it's more... Um, sort of uh, weaponry in our toolbox as parents to say you know what we can't just dismiss this out of hand we can't just say no 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 gaming consoles no games no nothing yeah we have to look at it and 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 accept it on its merits and once we do that then every parent is in in their um, complete right to say you know what i don't want this for my child taking everything into consideration but just saying no I don't think that that's necessarily the best approach because we could be stifling, you know, the next Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You never know. And and it's, it's a weird scenario. It's a weird conversation to have for a lot of parents because it's not one that our parents would have had with us because it wasn't really a potential, I mean, Get, it's know, very Sports new didn't, yeah it did exist
4: just, it's like i think around 2008 2009 this it just became a bit mainstream games like league of legend counter-strike dota are legitimate tournaments where prize pools are up to the millions and there's sponsorships and there's millions of viewers who tune in online to watch this they they the this kind of like you know the clubs for football there's the teams that people follow up on you know so it's it's become bigger and bigger and i uh, think for parents especially they they need to understand the culture they need to understand what is it that their child you know can benefit from that and it's again it's a big decision if really if they want to do something like this they have to see if there are actual opportunities available for them so you know because there's actually universities now that provide scholarships for uh, you know to uh, get into a career of professional gaming really yes
1: this is a thing now yes
4: Okay. Yeah. They all sure. they all want a piece of that uh, that pie. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. We we're, we're, we're going to stop it here for just a moment. <laughs> we're going to come back in just a just a second. I want to ask you about uh there's a, a thing apparently because there are skins in Fortnite and there's apparently skin gambling that is going on. We're going to talk about that, but kind of uh the impact of all of this when it becomes an addiction. You know, when should you be getting worried as a parent? We've heard about all of the advantages of allowing our kids to play these games and to be part of it and whatever. But when should you start getting worried as a parent? That's coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse, Pulse 95. Pulse 95.
0: Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95.
1: Pulse. So there's a thing now, we are talking about um, Fortnite quite a bit here. There's a thing now where, you know, there are the skins that that uh, you use in the game Fortnite, but there's something called skin gambling. So, uh, Mikhail, can you explain to us what skin gambling is? Okay,
4: so basically... Uh, these are cosmetics, uh, th- you know, uh, for example, like uh, a new outfit or a new dance move or uh, a color palette that you can put on your character mm-hmm. and uh, give you like a deep customization option for 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 whatever you want to do. Um, but here's the thing. The gambling aspect of it is you don't just go like... You don't just get to pick what you want to want to buy. It's more like there. These are the assortment of cosmetics you're gonna get, and it's all randomized into something called a loot box system. So you pay money for a different for different types of uh, tiers of loot box: a bronze, a silver, and a gold. And gold gives you the rarest cosmetics, the ones that you could show off to all your buddies. You know, so uh, you you could you could play the game and grind it out and get in-game currency to pay for those loot box uh, but you know the easier way is just to pick you know cough out like uh, three bucks five bucks so you can buy the bronze or silver or gold and again it's all randomized you, you know you get a chance to get the cosmetic that you want and this has opened up a multi-billion dollar industry out of it. It is. Not a video game, uh, you know, uh, a friendly kind of mechanic. It's a business model. This okay. is what it's become. There was a time when you can just play a game and unlock the things through out of your own achievements and, and uh, you know, playing the game as it is. And you earn it fairly. But now there's a choice to pay for it. And yeah. this has become... Wow!
3: <laughs> yeah, this is this is the big problem because, uh, especially as the younger and younger people are playing this, um, I'm I'm sure there are thousands of parents out there who have been hit up by their kids to say, "I need your your credit card because I need to buy this um, this ability to upgrade myself." The, the irony is, it, it is a, a unique. Um, look that you're doing but it has no impact on your character it doesn't give you any additional yeah. skills it's just about being able to say you know i've got the latest dance move i've got the latest um gear um but you physically paid for it and what's happening is that that young people say okay mum, dad they finally relent they say, you can have enough money for the bronze one mm-hmm. so what they do is they buy the bronze loot box they get something out of that then they go on to other sites out there like steam and you can gamble so you can put your lower tier yeah. uh skin into the mix as it were because it has a virtual value to it yeah.
4: you know and yeah. it's all based on a rarity system mm. so yeah. the rarer it is the more valuable
3: yeah and this translates into real currency digital currency and so you get their worth in some cases you know whether it's bitcoin or there's other currencies out there that that it's worth so they're taking these these things that really have no actual value and translate gambling them for something that has value yeah. and then they're going off and using that money to, to, to purchase something like ten billion dollars uh, was the value of that industry last year
4: biggest example is counter strike go on steam a lot of people are obsessed with this the the rare skins that you can put on your guns mm. and uh, it's all again with the loot box system if you get a rare skin you're able to take it to these websites and you can trade it for monetary value
1: but this is the problem here now um you know <laughs> when parents are going i have to you know the, my kids asking for money for these things that have zero value they only have value within the game itself and then they're going off and gambling it away uh and doing that kind of thing this kind of you know first of all none of these things exist without somehow making money mm-hmm. you know we forget that Whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Fortnite, whatever, you have to think this thing doesn't exist just for your you know you're playing pleasure yeah. or your viewing gratification pleasure, yeah.
4: there's a reason they why are making
1: money somehow and you have to ask you know what is the business model behind yeah. this like how are they making their money and this, and this sounds like this is it this, this is probably, just
4: yeah. one yeah. of the ways they could make money off of you there's on the mobile and the whole mobile platform the what they do is they they kind of make your progression in the game a lot harder and you're spending more, uh, more time trying to grind out. But they, they give you this inclination where it's like if you pay a little, you can progress faster. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other business model of its own. It's, it's insane. And I just want to give advice to all of you, uh, to all parents. Study up on what video game microtransactions are study up on loot boxes very very important you need to know what a loop box system is and how it actually impacts your uh, your uh, your kids uh, experience and see what games actually have loot
3: box systems okay that so yes. they're playing this okay. is my biggest advice all right yeah, 100% yeah. agree, because by understanding that, then you can start to see whether or not there's an actual issue in your home. And it's also, from what I'm hearing, it's also an opportunity to try and instill in them the, uh, air quotes, right way of doing it. Yeah. Work at it. And, and if, you, if you genuinely want to do this, then don't shortcut it and buy your way through this. Work at the game and upgrade and level up the right way kind of thing and that might be an old school way of thinking but they've introduced these shortcuts because of course it makes money Mm -hmm. but this is also the learning point for for our children to say okay whose money is this Mm -hmm. you know whose money are we spending here it's not your money and, and this is an opportunity to teach them and say look if you've got pocket money you give a you know an allowance or so forth how they earn that allowance and then what they spend it on. But once that's gone, it's gone. So if you then want to buy a loot box, well, you've got no allowance. Or if you start to suddenly see that they've been saving and saving and now suddenly their entire savings is gone, that might be an indication to say, hang on, what they're spending more time online, they're spending more time on Fortnite or Apex or wherever they are. And then you start to say, okay, there might be a link here that they are. They've been sort of drawn into this world where they're just trying constantly to get further and further, higher and higher, upgrade, upgrade. And they're spending Actual money mm-hmm. on this, uh, and that's also part of the the issue to understand uh, that th- there is a potential problem because if we're not paying attention from this side, they'll get dragged right down the yes. rabbit hole, and uh, and then we could be dealing with you know. A, and the, the biggest emergency. problem
4: is that it n- it normalizes this behavior yeah. at a young age. Mm-hmm. So to all parents, buyer beware, study up on microtransactions, loot box systems. They really are
3: very harmful to if if put into extreme length.
1: How, how young is Too Young to be on Fortnite or these kind of games?
3: Well, I mean, the, just like films have a, a rating, so do games. And, yeah. and actually, it's 13 uh, for, for Fortnite. 12, okay. 12 yeah. or 13 is the actual limit for, for Fortnite. But I know for a fact that there's there's hundreds of thousands yeah. of 8-, 9-, 10-year-olds on it. And again, they're not necessarily physiolog- physiologically developed enough to understand what's going on. They're mm-hmm. just playing the game. And then a message pops up and says, you know, for, for one ninety nine, you get this. They're like, oh... I'll click it. And if, yeah. if mom and dad haven't set up their system to not allow those microtransactions to, to happen without our say-so, it will just process the payment. And it's so heartbreaking because there was a time as a video gamer that this this whole business model
4: never existed, that the real sense of reward and accomplishment came from your own doing, your skills and the time you put into the game. But now they took all these rewards and they sliced it into a reward, into this microtransaction loot box system that you have to cough up money for. And it's, um, it's a dirty business, but it's nothing personal either.
1: Uh, Mikhail, thank you so much for weighing in on the conversation. Lee Cummings, uh, always excellent having you. and We're going to have to have you back. There's still so much to talk about that we did not back. get through <laughs> uh, on the show, talking uh, all things uh, how to keep our kids safe online. Thank you both so much. Coming up next, more to come on LifeFeeds. Uh, keep it here on Pulse95. <laughs>
0: This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am...